Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 233, episode one of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, a Rah! production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Monday, April 18th, 2022, which of course means it is National Amateur Radio Day. Nard. For those who. <laughs> Nard. National Animal <laughs> Crackers Day. Knacked. Knacked. You know, just, I, like to, I like to just give it a full word. How, how do you feel about animal crackers? Oh, I loved them as a kid. But I was, I would think I was like an animal cracker snob. If it didn't come in the fucking box that had like the menagerie, like the traveling circus cage printed on. Yeah. I was like, this is bull. These are not animal crackers, even though they were like the simplest shit. So when you bring that up, I do have a very specific like sense memory, like scoffing at the thing that didn't have the animal print on the box. What is the flavor? Is it just vanilla? I feel like because yeah. my kids have gone through animal cracker phases, we bought a like a barrel of them essentially, and right. they were suspiciously held up extremely well for like the year and a half that it took us to get through those. I mean, yeah, I mean they're they've been around since who knows how long. I feel like it's that old nineteenth century snack everybody loved, but yeah, I feel like it's all vaguely vanilla. Do they bite the limbs off? They don't. I oh. don't. I show them. That's how, how you eat an animal cracker. They just think I'm cruel. You tear the, that fucker limb from limb, okay? Oh, yeah. And that's how you eat. And then the head goes last. I feel like I'm looking at some modern day ones. They, they're not necessary. Like, they don't bake them with individual legs on some of them. 
so the kids are losing out these days yeah no it's a it's a more of a precision operation these days yeah I, so the question that i had just tying into friday's episode is whether there's a lemon component to the animal crackers because i was i was picking that up when i was eat, eating through the barrel full my kids had like two animal crackers i ate like my weight in animal crackers over the course of the year <laughs> but I, I was picking up a lemon and that there does seem to be some speculation at least online People say agreed on lemon flavoring in conjunction with vanilla as a big part of what makes that animal cracker flavor. So yeah, that that may there may be there's like a tartness, like a, a, a just a whisper of some tartness yeah, yeah. that brings balance to the menagerie. Anyways, I'm a I'm a lemony snicket. Okay, I'm a lemony. I like lemon flavor. Oh, you a snicket out here? Mm-hmm. So lemony. Okay, but anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka. It's gonna take five, a whole lot of yellow five. It's gonna take some <laughs> yellow ass five to do it, 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 to do it right. The do in there spelled D-E-W. I got my mind wet off do. I got my mind wet off do. That is just a, you know, cur- courtesy of... A James Ray song. I didn't realize it was originally by James Ray. Later covered by the late, great George Harrison. And, of course, a reference to my first day on the job when I slammed a can of dew. And super producer Anna was like, oh, I didn't know you like to get wet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what's wet? <laughs> and she was like, butt naked, Baja blasted, code red, major melon, Mountain Dew. Uh, anyways. Dooman Helmsley. <laughs> I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Baby's zeitgeist in the morning, hi. Hosts are Jacoby and Miles, face the world of news and hot takes with their dew and cold brew coffee. In the afternoon, what's trending? And the guest hosts never ending. They may be second-rate podcasts, but at least they post them often. Do-do-do-do. Anyway, shout out to CWGVO collab with Fighter of the Nightman uh, on Discord for that wonderful Tom's Diner inspired AKA appropriate cover of that song. You sound that remix. It's still (laughs) 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 let's bring in our guests because we got to talk about all this with them. We are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a very talented writer, podcast host, TV writer, producer, comedian, essayist. Uh, She co-created, produced, co-hosts the brilliant podcast, Private Parts Unknown. Her writing's been published in a few small outlets such as the Washington Post, the LA Times, Bustle. Hello, Giggle. She's written for Amazon's Emmy-winning animated series, Danger and Eggs. Please welcome the hilarious and talented Courtney Cosa! A.K.A. I did not prepare a song. There it is. So sorry. That is fun. Have you heard that TikTok cover of Tom's Diner where the dude comes in and makes it all about himself? No. Oh, Oh my. Hold on. Hold on, I'm gonna play it. Like, I, I feel like any millennial, ha- if they haven't heard it, has to hear it just to see how far we've come astray. <laughs> I do feel like our two choices of AKs could have been on the radio, like back to back in in the late '80s. I was oh, surprised totally. you guys don't have to pay licensing fees. I know the the singing you did like the whole song. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's well, it's so atonal that no like modern a like algorithmic copyright sweeping software could ever pick it up. Yeah, they so, can't tell our intention. 
just based off yeah. of uh we end up getting money and they're like actually it sounds like suzanne vega was covering you <laughs> uh, but here this is this this band and in may canter right in giant rooks version of this i we can cut this out justin just so she can hear it <laughs> oh my goodness oh man what do you think of that um honoring wow. the source material yeah wow yeah that's i think that's all we can say is wow mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. courtney all just right. listened to it i think we're cutting out the actual song but yeah 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 i yeah. feel like most people know just so, look in case people act you know because we actually played it but yes that guy's that guy's voice you know he's bellowing when he comes in with that line gives us i don't know something to think about i mm-hmm. felt that yeah yeah well courtney uh we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment first we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about today we are gonna just check in with the record of uh police in in the united states around the country how are they doing what, what are they up to not good not good turns out we're going to talk about NASA. So there was a story that was going around, I guess, last week or a couple weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. saying there's a, a trope in sci-fi where it's like once aliens find out where we are, it's, right. you know, it's, it's over. yeah, count, count down to the opening scenes of Independence Day. So we're going to talk about that. A lot of people are putting Stephen Hawking's name on the idea that, like, yeah, we're fucked if... If they hear from us, we're already fucked. Is the yeah, yeah. and like honestly, <laughs> maybe the aliens might give us a cleaner way out, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, they were like, "Yo, we can Agreed. vaporize this shit in a blink of an eye and just make it real easy for you." Or, I mean, you could watch it burn down. I don't know. Up to you. <laughs> you guys, think about it. We'll be up here. We'll talk about all of that plenty more. But first, Courtney, we do like to ask our guest, "What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are?" I have been googling so much shit about my thyroid. It's not even funny. Uh-oh. Just nonstop. Hashimoto's. Is this cancer? Mm. Yada, yada. So um, I feel like that reveals that I am a hypochondriac. And turns out I do have that real illness, though. <laughs> oh, wow. What yeah. is the what's the real illness? Hashimoto's? Uh, Hashimoto's is like a precursor, I guess. I don't fully understand to hyperthyroidism Mm. and it has its own kind of set of symptoms and it's autoimmune. So it's like very misunderstood and it's just sending me down a total rabbit hole. But Mm. hey, if anybody in the Zeit gang has successfully sort of naturally cured their Hashimoto's, I would love to hear from you. Mm. Is that what what is potentially how do you treat it? Like, is is it so murky that there's like a bunch of conflicting ideas or research on it or it's just kind of very it's just not researched enough? Well, there's like the endocrinologist take and then there's kind of like the naturopath take and there's Mm -hmm. not there's this like the root cause is undetermined. Like they don't know exactly what it is. And also a ton of women get gaslighted while they're trying to seek treatment for this they're like right uh, and me included for two years they've been like no there's nothing wrong i had to order my own test and be like i think there is right (laughs) yeah so one of our other guests zara norwalk also had thyroid issues and you know she she had said she's like it just felt like i didn't was out of it for two years before yeah someone actually was like hold on, let's, let's figure this out because the same thing was being said. more like, no, it just sounds like you're just tripping. Also, they just look at me and they're like, you're healthy. And I'm like, I swear to God, it's not, right. can you dig a little deeper? Mm-hmm. Right. The sensation within my body is not right. what 
is showing up on whatever checklist you're This using. shit is leaking. I can feel it. So <laughs> let's talk yeah. about that. Well, I hope, man, I hope you're able to uh, get some answers and, and some relief. Yeah. Thank you. Pretty cool name, though, for the. I know, disorder. right? Hashimoto's is a cool name. Yeah. What is something you think is overrated? Coachella, never been, but <laughs> seen enough Instagram posts to know <laughs> that right. that's all I need. Like, I'm ready for this weekend to be over. <laughs> is there? Is it just one weekend this year or are there two weekends? No, I, I think there are two. But two, yeah. I feel like this week has been intense with the posting. I don't know if you guys have seen the same thing. I saw something that said the prices took an absolute dump when they, they swapped Kanye out. And now I'm like, <laughs> this is usually how I used to go to Coachella was it would like it starts on, on a Friday. I would basically be like, OK, let's just drive down to Indio and just check Craigslist because there's going to be some sad oh, yeah. person on the way there who's like, I can't, please just take this for something. But yeah. And you can watch it on YouTube now. Why'd they swap Kanye out? What's what's going on? Uh, Not much. Don't worry. Just some stuff went down. Mm. He's just generally not well. Got it. Um, Okay. It's the gist of that one. But yeah, because now it's the weekend and Swedish House Mafia because there's no Travis Scott and there's no Kanye. Mm. So, yeah. But you can still appropriate a headdress and wear that, which I feel like is kind of the main point of the festival. Yeah. Dana Donnelly, who was on uh, the week before, <laughs> tweeted something. She's like, why do I need to go to Coachella when I can just do shrooms at Urban Outfitters? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody I was legit like, stopped. My, uh, my wife has a hat that I think is cool. And somebody in like sweats and sunglasses, but like nice sweats and sunglasses, stopped her on the street and was like, oh, yeah, you you're ready for Coachella, huh? And she was like, all right, I oh. guess I have to throw this fucking hat out, huh? <laughs> she stabbed the person to death with the hat. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Because it, let me guess, it's like a wide, it's like it's a, a wide felt, brim. wide-brimmed yeah. hat. Yep. I mean. It's not felt. That's. But it's or, wide you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. I know the vibes. I don't mm-hmm. think that's necessary. That feels like a real shady swing to just be like oh somebody i think they were hitting on her so like it wasn't i don't think they were like somebody looks ready for coach you right there were you present i was not with you right there she she came back like upset and was like they think i they they think this hat is from coachella (laughs) they think it's a coachella (laughs) Coachella. those are our like chug millennial problems right like someone said i look like coachella today (laughs) I think the real problem would be if she was, like, happy. She was like, yep, that's right. Right. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm going to go pick some daisies to make a sick flower crown now. <laughs> Harry Styles is there. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Harry Styles was one of the headliners. I've only been once. It was the year that Outcasts was, like, having their first show back together. Yeah. Went the first weekend because I was like, I want to be there for the first Outcast. That was 2014. Show. I think it was earlier than that. I don't know. It seems like a long time ago. Maybe it was 2014. Yeah, 2014. I was there, Jack. But they hadn't figured out the sound equipment yet. Coachella fucked them, basically. And it Mm. sounded really bad. And that was not great. Second weekend, apparently, was great. But I think the artists have to pay for, like, their own whole sound setup and, like, stage situation, I heard. Like, it can almost bankrupt you to go to Coachella. I think if it's more than the one that they're providing, like, then it's like, okay, well, then bring in your own infrastructure. They're like, isn't that part of 
Right. Yeah. Okay, fine. They're like, well, we're paying you all this money. <laughs> so, yeah. Just check it out on YouTube, folks. If you missed it this weekend, it'll be on next weekend. Right. And, you know, get your fill-in of Doja Cat and the gang. <laughs> Doja Cat and the gang. My favorite. The, hey, Doja Cat. Right behind gang. Garfield and Heathcliff and the gang. Uh, <laughs> Doja Cat and the gang. One of my favorite cartoons from my childhood. 100%. What is something you think is underrated, Courtney? Quora? Sorry, not sorry, but <laughs> I love... Oh, the question and answer site? Yes, I love, I check it almost every day. They send me emails and I'm like, this is irresistible. <laughs> it's just people asking like wild hypothetical shit. There's no illusion of fact checking. Right. Oh, totally. I mean, I that's like where it. the best, I, yeah, like, am I Gregnant is like, you know, all off Quora type stuff. What's like the, what's the wildest shit you've seen on Quora that you're like, this is why I come back for this. Oh, I did screenshot something for you guys. You know, it'll just be like people being like, do I have cancer? And um, but a little known fact about Abraham Lincoln, not only was Abraham Lincoln the tallest president at 6'4", but he was the president with the largest hands. And then there's legit a picture of his hands. No. Let me see those Abe Lincoln hands. Let me see those I like that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. Wait, where do they have... Was he doing like a Javon curse at the draft, like holding a ruler in between his pinky and I thumb think somebody just thing? took a snapped a picture while they were catching and catching the hands. They I don't know how they fists. got him because this is a mold. Or is he laying them out? Oh, the, that's a mold. OK, got it. It's a mold. But and I don't know if those are his real hands. That's the I'll whole thing. It. Who yeah. cares? There used to be some like real morbid shit where they would. And I think they did with him like tour with the body of a dead famous person. And, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, so that was like the Tupac Coachella set before it was the Tupac Coachella set? Right. The 3D? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Just going off the top three here. What's what's the top three? Because I've never been to Quora like as a destination site. It's always been accidental search engine optimized. Like what if I have a question, then Quora pops up. But top three. What do shooting ranges do with all the brass and bullets left behind by patrons? Oh, yeah. That was that is from somebody answering, I own an indoor range. Shoot. So, like, that's somebody being like, here's an interesting question about me. <laughs> Let me talk for a little bit. <laughs> Can a DNA test create a diet plan for you? So that's interesting to, like, okay. find out because I know that's a claim been made. And then the big one. How cold was the water that Leo DiCaprio, uh, nickname basis, <laughs> was in during the filming of his final scene in Titanic? I'm in a Titanic phase where I'm reading up on the disaster and the film. The real water the night the Titanic sunk was 28 degrees. And then they're like, was Leo really about it? Was it, was it 28 degrees? Right, right, right. No, it wasn't. It was not. No. They shot that in Mexico. Yeah. But the water was fucking 55 degrees. They wore what, wetsuits. When they shot it? Yeah, when they shot it. They wore wetsuits uh, under their costumes to keep them warm. Good for him. But that's, this that's, is a Quora fact? This is a Quora fact, yeah. So, oh, see? Yeah, no, this is great. The top, so good. Top three, I found something that would occupy me and that I'll probably bring up in a conversation in the next... Uh, Wait, what do, they, what do they do with all the spent casings at a shooting range? I don't know. It looks like they like get ground up. Let me see. Backstop is shredded rubber over steel. The debris other than lead or rubber is disposed of as hazardous material. Here's a picture of one of our early mining efforts showing about 10 tons of lead. So I guess they're like digging the bullets out of the 
like right but rubber. but the casings where the person's firing the gun that that are ejected after shooting occasionally you know I mean? like someone the shell will steal the brass in the collection bucket left behind by other shooters oh i thought they had like a second life like you know those brass brads that keep the scripts together in hollywood that's where those shell casings go yeah that would be interesting a new this life is sad someone's like i'm five eight 92 pounds and ate 600 to 800 calories daily for a few months now what happens if i continue doing this oh, no no <laughs> So it's just it gets like weird a, on there. It gets super weird. Oh, yeah. No. It's a whole spectrum, man. It's the internet. You can, <laughs> you can find right after an, a nice bright spot can be darkness. Yeah. It's the way it is. I like the brand loyalty. I like that you get like the emails from the site and you're like, you have a automated email relationship that when you see the email, you're like, ooh. As opposed to like, oh, these motherfuckers email. Right, you're like, it, yeah, hit me with some it's facts. It's always something interesting. And I don't know how I wound up on the list. Like, I think I just clicked on too many things on Cora, And they were like, we're going to start sending her the emails. A right. friend good, recommended good you. Yeah. They were like, yo, Courtney's going to love this shit. <laughs> that's, that's cool, though. All right. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. And we'll be right back to talk about why the police are the fucking worst. Zeit gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and i need you know maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street take credit card payments whatever and i know shopify is easy to use half the time i buy something online i'm like oh yep they're using shopify and if you need to learn more check out their website it's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again looking for hardware to make sales easier shopify.com has all of that just go there check it out so sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com tdz all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course, and... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, 
Are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And the second we cut to break, Miles was like... I'm looking at this Coachella lineup and I'm thinking... I I went back to 2010 Miles, Mm -hmm. who used to just pull up Mm -hmm. trying to get a cheap ticket. And if if I could, for a discount, if I could see some of these artists, I'm not mad, actually. Like, I want to see, like, I want to see Denzel Curry. Right, Denzel Curry's there. I want to see Bad Bad Not Good. Yeah. I want to see fucking Flume, fuck it, and Fat Boy Slim. Oh, yeah. I'll go oh, there. Dude, I'll fucking Flume? pop Molly in the Sahara tent. When when the drop <laughs> hits on Flume, dude. On oh. Flume, bro? If he plays the Tennis Court Lord remix. <laughs> It's over. Yeah. City Girls, Corday. I'm like, the thing is, I'm not going to pay full price for this. But if in my mind, the situation is I, f- I see a thing on Craigslist. It's like, please help me. I'll give you buy my ticket for a hundred bucks. <laughs> I feel like they and, should sponsor you guys as influencers. Yeah. I mean, people who like, yeah, who talk shit up until the last second. They're like, yeah, yeah I guess it's pretty cool. Actually, now right. I'm here all fucked up. Our marketing <laughs> policy is all about negging. We like to talk shit about your product. Dude. And then come Jamie around XX? on it. Ooh, Jamie XX is there? Yeah, there's some good millennials. Japanese breakfast. Okay. I'm like, okay. You know, Joji, my little half Japanese king. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Shout out Australian Psych Rock. Okay. Anyway, too late. Don't have time. Yeah. I mean, next weekend, you know, maybe. Can sample, it, yeah. sample the goods this weekend on streaming. And then yeah, see if we'll you want to come back. If it if it's bad and tickets are depressed, I may fuck it. I may just for the good of the show take my Zoom recorder to Coachella and just bring back some kind of audio package yes. of me at Coachella. <laughs> that would be amazing. Just confused as shit. The people demand it. Yeah. All right, we'll have to crowdfund it. We'll see. We All got right. a few days to figure it out. All right. So we just wanted to check in on a, a couple stories around the police. Obviously, there is another horrifying instance of police murdering an unarmed black man, Patrick Loyola, in Grand Rapids, this time on camera. So there might actually be some justice. But 
in case you saw the press conference with the mayor giving the concerned body language and the looking away and like, you know, just the general response to this shit seems to be one bad apple, just a tragic one-off situation. Grand Rapids police have been pulling guns on innocent people for the past five years, like to the point that there have been like many complaints in 2017 officers searching for a middle-aged woman wanted for a stabbing instead handcuffed an 11-year-old girl at gunpoint while she was just leaving a house. Those officers were not disciplined. A month before that, Graham Rapids officers held five innocent teenagers at gunpoint. 2020 local outlets reported an officer was suspended for two days after shooting a protester in the face with a gas canister. So, first of all, it probably doesn't need to be said the 11-year-old child who was automatically treated like a suspect was a person of color. The shooting of the protester in the face, I want to come back to in a second, but yeah, it's yeah, that's 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 the latest hook into being like, oh, the police are murderous, right. you know, fucking monsters. And the, the this death especially is disturbing in the manner in which it happened. It's even this just description spooks me because this officer was on top of him and then shot him in the head on top of him oh. and with the victim face down. Yeah. Yeah. And but yet we're. We're still like dragging our feet to just be like, oh, God, let's let's investigate what right. happened. Exactly. What it's, was the cop's justification? He, I, have, I mean, he pulled I, him over because of uh, registration being out of date. How does it go from that to shooting someone in the back of the head? Yeah. Because he was trying to arrest him, I guess. And he was resisting. And when he I believe he also was like on top of this guy who was face down and he was struggling to like, he was like trying to just get out of this position. That's maybe probably having trouble breathing or something. The gun comes out and then this guy's just shot in his head. Oh. Um, and this is, you know, just, it's like wild too, because it, there were so many other stories in the last week that deserved everyone's attention. And then it's like, it, half of it was like still Will Smith and Chris Rock talk. Right. Yeah. And, and whatever, but yeah, so that's, that get that takes us to this moment today. Right. So then we have just another aspect of the police that I think is undercovered, and that is just how fucking bad they are at their jobs. Like, the, what, they're funded beyond anything that has happened in the history of human civilization when it comes to a police force. And let's just run through the events of the subway shooter arrest. I think this tweet sums it up. If I understand correctly, the subway shooter dropped his weapon, car keys, and a credit card at the scene of the crime, called in his location to an NYPD tip line, chilled at a McDonald's until he got tired of waiting for them to show up and was apprehended by a guy named Zach. That that seems to be how it went down. There's, you know, details of that that are backed up by the New York Times. And yeah, I mean, Alec Karakatsanis had a good thread on this where you know, yeah, I'll just read directly from it. But he was like, you know, much of the debate about cops rightly focuses on their millions of physical and sexual assaults, thousands of murders, rampant overtime, sickly fraud, bribery, perjury, high rates of domestic abuse, links to white supremacists, infiltration of left wing movements, etc. But they're also historically incompetent. That That's right. An important detail, even with greater and greater budgets and technology, unaccountable U.S. police bureaucracies are getting worse and worse at what they say is their core function. And there's this graph about like homicide clearance rates from 1965 to 2020. 
And it's just down, 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 down. They're just getting yeah. worse and worse as it becomes clearer and clearer to them. Like, no, you're the thing that you are actually paid for is to just enforce, you know, property crimes and basically do the the bidding of the ownership class and like right. clear clearing a homicide that happens between, you know, people who are poor, you know, they they that's not what they're there for, basically. No, no. That's that's something called ju- justice. Right. We're, we're sorry, we're we're security guards for pro- private property. That like that graph of the homicide clearance rates, now I'm sure, right, in the 60s, there was probably, like, just like we see now, there's cops who are just like, I don't know, fuck it, just say that fucking guy did it so we can close the case. Right. But there's something odd, though, too, is I believe between 1965 and 2020, technology also got better, too, presumably to make it easier for people to solve crimes like it properly, yet it's still going down. And whether that's a function of the volume of crime, whatever, but I don't think that's really the case because what we're looking at is we're, we have near historic lows for for most crime. But even despite that, you know, eleven basically eleven billion dollar budgets and the NYPD and the LAPD respectively, like they're each hauling in that kind of money, and we still get like this kind of uh, argument from these people that's like, well, they're defunding the police, right? Yeah, Are, they're not. As a woman, the thing that I love to see is that most of the major U.S. police departments made explicit choices not to test 100,000 rape kits so that they could. Hundreds of thousands of rape kits. Hundreds of thousands of rape rape kits so that they could do homeless arrests and. Drug possession. Yeah. Drug possession. Yeah, that's from the Alex Kerkitsanis thread. And yeah, it's I mean, I think that ties directly back into that homicide rate and the. You know, what what Miles is talking about with like the we have the we have the technology now to like use DNA evidence to stop sexual assault and or at least like stop more of it than has historically ever been possible. Instead of doing that, it's drug possession and homeless arrests, the anti-terrorism task force for the NYPD, while the shooter was trying to turn himself in by calling the tip line that they had set up. The NYPD terrorism task force was raiding a homeless encampment and arresting unhoused people. I think what's even more damning, right, or not even more damning, but what adds to it is that along with the technology that's gone up, it, it got it's so good that regular citizens can have an idea of who a suspect is and then just do the work for the police for them. Like you're saying, they're so busy doing this other shit of just brutalizing the unhoused. Meanwhile, a guy who is doing like a consultation for a security camera installation was Zach, like, yeah. hey, that, hey, yo, that's the guy. Right. Yo, that's the guy. And he was telling people, yo, get the fuck away. It, and it's wild to see that press conference where this regular guy had intervened to save or not save people, but apprehend him. He was warning other people, stay clear of this guy. This He's going to do something bad. This is the person from the subway. Fucking tries to stop him, flags down a cop and does the work for it because he was just a generally aware person in New York. Yeah. And that that was the law enforcement that day, that the people who needed medical care in the fucking subway stations were mostly being tended to by transit workers. Yeah. And other so there there was an NYPD officer during the shooting who told another bystander to call nine one one. This is happening right after 
they made a push to like put more police in the subway system and like just generally like broadly the way the story has gone like there after 2020 and you know the protests following the George Floyd video the there was a conversation about police abolition and that got co-opted by like people like Matt Iglesias basically a lot of the New York Times editorial staff Washington Post editorial staff who came through and basically said, like, more police equals lower crime. This is a fact. So, no. like, I, as much as your ideas are, like, nice sounding, we're over here with the adults and we're telling you that more police equals lower crime. And so oh, stop show it. me some studies. Can you show me the studies that yeah. prove that? Please? And it's it's there. There are studies that say that they are usually provided by the police and like funded by the police. And there are more studies. And in fact, the academic consensus is the opposite, that like investing in police creates a short term, like either uh, flatline or slight drop in crime. But then eventually over time, it goes up because it is fucking poisonous for a community to have the authority figures walking around with guns threatening everyone. That's poisonous. Mm-hmm. And then separating families as like one of their primary re- recourses. And also like ignoring the root causes of crime. That's like the, I think the most fucked up part of when you have a, you mm-hmm. know, p- p- supposed paper of record trying to examine something as complex as crime and only say, well, according to my friend, the fucking cops, this is what's going on. Yeah, exactly. The end. Yeah. Not. Let's look at crime. Crime, uh, you know, people are talking about crime. Let's look at the statistics. Here are the statistics on crime. Here are what the police is saying causing crime. Here are what sociologists, psychologists, psychiatrists, people who understand human nature, what they attribute to factors that contribute to somebody be going extra legal outside the bounds of the law. Here's what These other are the countries, factors. here's what statistics from other countries where they have gone from not what we have, because again, our, what we have is unprecedented in the history of human civilization, but from having a front line of armed police force to disarming the police and seeing crime go way down and everything like respond very positively. Right. Like Couple that with uh, fucking studies on UBI. Or people getting supplemental right. income right. and the stress that alleviates for them psychologically, the things that they're able to do, the things they don't have to do anymore because they were able to find some source of money to be able to just provide the minimums of food. And then talk to me about human behavior because they're just that's like, I, I mean, God, I wish more like more people were fucking outraged to be like the fucking even the people who would want to say the new, new places like the New York Times or Washington Post. They're like fucking Fox News. What Fox News is for conservatives, that's what they do for the concept of law enforcement. Yes. They're never going to tell you something real about what's happening there because the whole point of that fucking place is to maintain this narrative of police are being good and it's just a couple of bad apples rather than zooming the fuck out and being like, this is a bad fucking tree. Right. Cut, Mm -hmm. Cut it the fuck down and let's find some other solutions because there's plenty of fucking research that says shit that works. We're... The, the city of New York is spending three billion dollars short of what most NGOs say it would take to stop global hunger for a year. Right. The like yeah. that's what we're looking at in terms of the kind what the effects that money has rather than like fucking more APCs for the fucking cops. Like what? 
Did you guys ever hear about that? I think it was Freakonomics, but basically, like, I think it was related to abortion and, like, when women could have abortions and, like, I don't know, after Roe v. Wade, like, the murder rate dropped yeah, it was Greece. significantly. I think I think that's pretty controversial. Like the their conclusion, the science of it, the conclude. Yeah, their conclusions on that are a little controversial oh, gotcha. in terms of because yeah, no, that that fucking blew my mind when I read it too. But I I don't know exactly what the controversy is. I because I I think like partially people are like it kind of implies eugenics type thing and also people are like that that was also a time when crime across the board was like going way down okay fair enough but as you know someone who's you know like an unwanted child is an enormous amount of stress and i think when we're talking about like root causes and not having enough money and poverty and all those things contributing it's like yeah for sure yeah 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 and you look at even just now because democrats and Congress couldn't even get their shit together to extend the child tax credit. Exactly. That there's are now millions of children are now with the snap of a finger or with the lack of fucking energy or vigor from poli- from politicians are millions of kids are now in poverty again. Yeah. Because that little bit of money is all it takes to like when someone's on a knife edge to either be in poverty or just out of it being able to eke out a n- somewhat normal life. But I I also just can't believe the lack of coverage for the way that the police have responded to the idea of defunding the police, which, again, means like funding the police less and investing, in you know, community solutions that the police have openly responded to our outrage over their murdering of innocent people by being more brutal failing to respond when crimes are in progress like that's something that i know was happening because i like know people to whom that has happened like over the course of like two years now that that continues to be a refrain where the police like yeah sorry we were defunded Mm -hmm. and when actually actuality they've continued to be funded at levels like unprecedented in the history of human civilization there's been no restraint added to their tactics they've continued to murder unarmed men and women of color with impunity and their attitude seems to be that they're at war with the people who they're policing now more than ever because the people who are they're policing dared criticize them like how is yeah. that not a, a story that is constantly being covered like it's an unbelievable yeah. fucking threat to yeah it's wild when you have throughout all this right we also have stories like man flight attendants are dealing with the rowdiest motherfuckers on planes than <laughs> yeah. ever before and what did they do some airlines said okay this is the situation we have people who have to deal with the public the flight attendants have to deal with the passengers we found out from the from the flight attendants who have to deal with this that their lives are difficult and more chaotic because they're dealing with rowdy people. How do we turn down the rowdiness from the passengers? The fucking airlines had the wherewithal to say, maybe we serve less alcohol. Because mm. that seems to be getting people turned up. There seems to be some stimulant. There seems to be some additive factor to the equation that is increasing the chaos that our flight attendants are experiencing when they take to the skies. I feel like you could you could extend that to how police work, right? They say, "Damn, people are fucking turned up out there." Is the is the solution more flight attendants? 
No. They said less no, alcohol. arm the flight attendants, right? With bigger RoboCop flight attendants. AK. <laughs> right. And in this version, right, someone would say, what's making people act this way? It's they experience severe lack. Yeah. So because of that, that's for, that's putting people into mental states or or situations of having to survive, which you're seeing them do things that you call illegal. So maybe to do that, you turn down the fucking heat that even gets somebody to the point where they consider to steal or whatever. Like we're talking like like the kinds of low level crime that the New York Times and shit want to act like that's why the fucking whole world is going down. But why not address that? Because that seems to be the, the key here. But again, like any disingenuous attempt at solving a problem, it's just going to say, well, let's just do the thing that benefits us the most. Yeah. We need to be paid more, actually. Right. That's the problem. We're not paid more to fucking kill people. I don't, if, I, if they gave a fuck, they would actually be coming about real solutions, how to address what causes crime rather than being like, we need more community-based police. Overtime like, schemes. Yeah. Let's right. get that overtime. Sweet, sweet overtime. The the bystanders like coming through and helping one another, like, while that sounds like a weird like a weird thing to just be like, Yeah, you guys are on your own type thing. At this, Looks like it. At the it, it first of all, it does appear that way, even while we're funding uh, the NYPD like to be the sixth highest funded uh military in the world or whatever it is but there's also like first of all like anyone who wants to call out a good cop it's like that's great like if there's a if there's a good a good person who is like smart and resourceful and working as a police officer i want them doing a different job like that is helping the community like or just as an unarmed like person who is trying to help people out like the, like i'm sure they they would be good at fucking helping solve things if they if there is such a good thing such are we supposed to get more unarmed like peacekeepers yeah but wasn't like, that in the part no of the conversation i feel like there's no follow-through on those stories yeah. like you don't see that and then well it but the thing is they're Right. There is no follow through on the stories because it, it, it does happen. And the results are, yeah, shit worked. Right. That, well, that's not that 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 doesn't lead because it doesn't lead. Right. And I think that's where like we have to really ask ourselves with the kinds of stories we engage with, like what's actually reflecting our reality and how much are we getting absolutely like, absolutely head fucked by disingenuous actors who are a in cahoots with the people who like cover up the physical manifestations of the failures of capitalism, the police. Okay. And they go to their friends who have the fucking ears and eyes of most people in the country, the, the media, and just keep reinforcing this thing, which is it's not inequality. It's not the fucking police. It's not this. It's not the real fucking thing. And just keep us in this fun house where we look at these fucked up versions of our realities. But so many people are unable to arrive at the conclusion because they're just served this distorted shit over and over. And I get it. Repetition becomes reality. There's so many people who think everything's so fucked up everywhere. And it like on an emotional level. Yeah, no, I'm not going to argue with that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of suffering out there. But like with, when these very opportunistic stories come out, which are trying to like keep progress from occurring or to take back the gains of like progressive like lawmakers who are trying to say like we're incarcerating too many people. That's just when it, I don't know, we're, we're just, we just look at an increasingly fucked up, untenable situation. And yeah, my desire is for us to really be able to more people to be able to really look at this and kind of think of like what, 
where our part is in this whole equation. Yeah. And we've talked before about that Eugene, Oregon, I think it was like community police force those like basically there to help people who are having started out with like uh, trying to help people who are having bad drug experiences. But then it became like, we're just here to, you know, if you need somebody and you don't want that somebody to come in with a gun pointed at you, then like, that's what we're here for. And like the profiles you read of them, the stuff that they're doing is just things that anyone can do if they're just patient and willing to listen and like learn what is happening in the situation which it sounds like is what is working in this subway shooter thing. It's like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I may have some CPR training and there's a person who's bleeding right there. So I'm going to put that training into effect or, you know, Zach coming through and just being like, that's the person from all those news bulletins. I'm going to bring attention to the fact that that's who that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you look there's there and there's so many studies like about what it what armed police versus unarmed police do like in general not like broadly over what's better for crime but like there's so many things about saying that these interventions you're talking about how effective they are that and and also on the other side that militarized police forces do not enhance public safety or reduce crime at all the only thing militarized police forces do is fuck up their reputation in the public yeah and that's all it is. Her people. There's no they can't even yeah. point to the fact that it's like, well, yeah, when we send these people out who look like fucking SEAL Team Six to go bust a fucking meth dealer or something that that's not that that's bringing crime down. It isn't. Yeah. There, there's this other story, Jam, uh, hit us with about the police real quick that I got. I got to touch on because it's right. They keep doing things where when they see themselves where somebody taking a video of them. Rather than being like, well, that's their right. You know, we we work for them. Instead of doing that, they start playing copyrighted music as loud as they can because somebody told them that that will get that will make it so the video can't be posted on social media. So uninherently like trying to it's like them wiping their prints. Like it's a it's a thing a guilty person does, like trying to like fuck with the evidence of their wrongdoing, like right off the bat. Which just uninherently creepy and like menacing thing to do. There's a an example from a couple of weeks back where a guy was trying to access body cam footage at a Beverly Hills police station and filming the encounter on Instagram. And the cop he was dealing with whipped out his phone and started playing Sublime, the notorious pro police band <laughs> Sublime. And then that same police department previously did something similar with In My Life, the Beatles song, the like really heartfelt Beatles song. That's hilarious. And uh, then there was one that went viral last June where a cop started playing Taylor Swift, which completely backfired. The clip promptly went viral, was uploaded to YouTube, where it is still available now and has been viewed millions of times. There's also like a a week ago, cops pulled up to a residential street in Santa Ana at 11 o'clock at night while investigating a stolen vehicle and started absolutely blasting a playlist of Disney songs. And the officer on the scene admitted it was to create copyright infringement when one of the people whose children he woke up was a city councilman who he recognized and was like apparently intimidated by and so was like, I'm sorry. Okay. And the guy like made him apologize to all the families. Like, Yeah, it was wild when that guy came out. He's like, 
do you know who I am? Cops like, go, the city yeah, council I person. Recognize you. Yeah, no. Whatever, dad. Know. Whatever, like, can't tell me what to do. This is going to get copy blocked anyway. Narrator. In fact, it did not get copyright blocked. <laughs> yeah. So this is, like, the other thing that I, I just want to point out about this is these... Incompetence. The most powerful individual actors in our society, like individual citizens with the right to use deadly force without consequence, are being run with the integrity and tactical understanding of truth of like an elderly relative who believes like email forwards like that. Right. Th- this whole strategy is based on nothing. It does not right, work, has never worked. YouTube claims you're allowed to use whatever music you want in the background of something, like if it's just incidental like this. And right. so it like doesn't fucking bar, work, guys. And here's a clip of your friend at a bar and you're like, hey, put it on YouTube. Yeah. But it's not actually like loaded into part of like the audio track. The sweepers don't pick it up in that way. And if they do, the other part is they'll just put a pre-roll ad in front of it because then they'll say, oh, OK, this is actually a Beastie Boys track. We'll just put an ad in front of it so then the Beastie Boys can monetize it. But you can continue. Well, we'll make your police brutality video wildly available, widely available. We just need to monetize it, which is also fucking bizarre land already. But yeah. They look like such fucking assholes in the I watched the Taylor Swift video, which I hadn't seen before. But oh, my God, to just like start that in the middle. Right. Like, you know, it's like he's he knows what he's doing. He's kind of acknowledging it in the moment. The person's calling him on it. It's just like, dude, what are you doing? How do you think this is going to turn out well for you? It's the same thing as like if a cop like was caught doing something and they started taking off their uniform in front of you <laughs> while you have them on camera and putting on like a costume and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're like, you are I'm trying Cinderella. to com- you're trying to obscure the facts right now by doing this. No, I'm just playing uh, sublime, man. I mean, where were you in 92? <laughs> I, mean, I was beating the fuck out of Rodney King in 92, but that's a whole other story. That's oh what the cops God. would be saying. Think about the fact that so that Taylor Swift video was from over a year ago. I think it hasn't been taken down only became popular because of how stupid it was. And they're still using this tactic. Like, think about the level of, you know, right. investigate, <laughs> investigative rigor that they're putting into this, which is like their way of being like, ha ha, <laughs> no one can catch us. And then like, think about how fucking bad they must be at their jobs. Yeah. They right. just go around and bully poor people. That's all they fucking do. Yeah. I mean, this is like the same shit. Like, how long have we known that broken windows policing doesn't work? Work apparently, you know, we never knew that because exactly Eric because doing it again, right? It, it doesn't matter what the facts say. It's just about these habits that they have, and because on the other side of it, they don't actually experience any form of regulating or fallout from their actions. Like they're just in like the worst form of being like yes manned into like the worst dumb fucking way of behaving because all they have is positive reinforcement for every dumb fucking idea they have. And you're left with, yeah, incompetent people who rarely have to answer for their incompetence, only furthering their incompetence. And the way it's written about in the New York Times is that broken windows policing is a tactic used by the NYPD in an attempt to bring down crime of all sort. So they take them at their word of what the uh, intent is of this thing and not no like follow up or second 
sentence fragment where they're like, but it obviously doesn't work and is in fact functionally just a way for them to control poor and communities of color. Yeah, the New York Times is the fucking cops. They're really fucking bad at their jobs, like worse yeah. than I could have possibly imagined. I mean, how do you fucking write any art? How are you going to do anything fa- like balanced in terms of journalism and only take like like not be discerning in the kind of cherry picked evidence or studies you're pointed to to like prove your point and in no way try to attempt to explain an issue like as best as your you know abilities can as a journalist because you have the abilities like i know i've read good articles in the new york times like you guys can yeah. you guys are good writers and that you have you employ a lot of really smart journalists but i don't know what the fuck's going on over there right let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about why none of it matters because aliens are going to come destroy us anyways <laughs> <laughs> You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where... First-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island. And secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Mother's Day is right around the corner. And in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe 
Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And there were several headlines, I guess this was last week, a couple weeks back, about how scientists are sending messages containing Earth's location to aliens, despite past warnings not to do so, from Stephen Hawking. He was like, I'm out of here, but you motherfuckers need to know. Like, I'm leaving you with this instruction. Don't do this. I don't know if those were his exact words. This is another thing, by the way, that is... Uh, Insert hack joke here. <laughs> this this is another thing that is JM, our, our uh, writer, put was like, is this a viral marketing campaign for an upcoming out reboot? <laughs> I, yo, I think like this is, again, a plot point from the three body problem, which like I keep talking about. It's this trilogy of Chinese sci fi novels and like the main conceit of it, it, it has a Netflix series coming from uh, Benioff and Weiss, the guys who did a decent job with like seventy percent of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, and then they really fucked it up at the end. But it's a it's a really fun trilogy. But the central conceit is that the universe is a dark forest and full of like these ancient or full of these alien civilizations that are hiding from one another. And the second you reveal where you are, you're going to get got. And like, so you just have to shut the fuck up and hide out. And one alien civilization, like in that trilogy, figures out where we are. And like, that's basically the plot. But so I, I understand the concern, right? His Stephen Hawking's. <laughs> I read the book. And and like Stephen Hawking's, who like this isn't his area of expertise necessarily, but you know, he was like, based on humans, like any any other advanced civilization, if we take our, you know, way of being as a as a uh, given or an indication of how other civilizations would be, we're, we'd be fucked. Like, they would come and destroy us and just, like, you know, drink up all our resources, like, straight up. And that's true. But the panic around it, too, like the headlines are so ridiculous. Like the Newsweek one, scientists make message to send Earth's location to aliens, ignoring Stephen Hawking's warning. I remember seeing that headline. I was like, oh, shit. And I just kept scrolling because I was like, I don't whatever. Fuck it. And then another one from Daily Mail. Scientists will send a radio message into space, revealing Earth's exact location to all caps, aliens, <laughs> despite Stephen Hawking's warning, they may want to destroy us. The Daily Mail is like the UK's 
NY yeah, Post. Page six. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just have to say, I have recently done some ayahuasca ceremonies, and I feel like the Earth, uh, not the Earth, the universe, has more mm-hmm. of a benevolent force than we give it credit for. I 100% yeah, agree. I'll, I'll fuck with that. <laughs> sans, sans ayahuasca, I 100% agree. Based on the fact that they seem to be here already. Like, we have so much fucking you know eyewitness now video evidence that there is something here that can do things that defy the laws of physics as far as we know and you know any anything that is that much more advanced than us like could have killed us all by now like Mm -hmm. easily they they have not and i also think this is why the military doesn't want us to know because the military wants us to think that everyone is like the military, including like right. these advanced alien civilizations. That it's that Stephen Hawking's right, and that everything thinks on this plane of like go conquer, destroy, repeat. Right. You think the government knows about the aliens? Yeah, I think that. Well, I think they know. So I think you know we're we're finding out that they have all this evidence, and it's a mystery they've been trying to solve. I don't know if they know more than they're letting on. They seem their uh, public stance, which doesn't really kind of cohere with their overall, like the image that they try to project. But their public stance has been like, yeah, we fucking have no idea. You guys, it's so weird. Like, look at this shit that we have on tape. Y'all got any ideas? Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally, (laughs) what do you guys think? Which seems very, very strange. I could see that being part of a, a plan to like get funding for like more and more advanced weapons but it doesn't like it it really seems like they have tried to keep it quiet for a long time they've like known there's there was there have been like alien encounters with people and they will threaten to like ruin the life of a scientist who witnessed this if they say anything And I think the reason that they're so secretive about it is because they don't want people being like, wait, so like the whole military thing and like the killer be killed thing seems like that might be like the a thing of the past. And like we're the more we advance, the less we need assholes like you. Mm -hmm. And so like be. Because a lot of the alien sightings tend to happen around our military, which, again, if they if they wanted to fuck up our military, they could have done it by now. What I but they are fucking with the nukes, right? Did I read that correctly? They have like there's been a lot of activity around nuclear silos, like nuclear weapons plants. And I think my my thesis is like they just want to make sure that we're not going to do anything stupid, basically. Because I support that. Otherwise, like, again, like, I don't, if they're able to do like faster than light speed travel to Earth, like, they, they're, they're not going to be like, whoa, look at these missiles. Wow. I think they're there being like, <laughs> okay, these motherfuckers don't know what they're doing. But like, damn, this, they figured that shit out. Okay, man, here, you got the remote right. in case they try and launch yeah, exactly. one. We can just put that shit on. We got to keep these guys alive. It's like the best reality TV show ever. That's what yeah. I've been saying. We're their sloppy neighbors. They're like, <laughs> bro, they're fucking up over there. You should go check this shit out right now. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> they're rooting for us like the I, I root for like a, young up-and-coming NBA player. I'm like, they got a shot. 
they got a shot. Like they're they make a lot of mistakes, but they got a shot. Like they just but the the end game is for them to pit us against another plat like another planet eventually. <laughs> they're like, All right, bro, who you got? I'm like, I'm taking my earthlings against your Martians. <laughs> I we've been waiting too Space long. Let's jam. fucking put them in a box. Yeah. Let's see where this shit goes. And we're like, what happened? Yo, I thought it was about peace. They're like, No, you're our playthings. But apparently this debate of like, we can't let them know. Like we're it has been going on for a long time. Right. They're this is a new version of the Arecibo message, uh, which was sent yeah. into space in 1974 from the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico, which, if you're not familiar with that, that is the giant dish seen in Goldeneye. Yep. So you've probably played a video game on that if you're old. Mm-hmm. like, Or if you remember the movie Goldeneye. You know yeah. What I mean? There you go. Yeah. But now it's in shambles. Yeah, now it's falling apart, which also looks really cool. But people, you know, it, they sent a message out into space. People were like, what the fuck? You're going to kill us. Shut the fuck up. At the time, they <laughs> they were worried that any creatures out there might be malevolent or hungry. <laughs> like, they're, like they're just like bears out in the or universe. Hungry? Come on now. Hungry? <laughs> like hungry. if they can get here, you think their thing is like, oh, man, I just need I'm going to eat their eat them. Eat their food. What's up, man? I just pulled up in a hydrogen ion fucking yeah, propulsion time warp machine. Uh, Y'all got any goldfish? <laughs> I love how we sent them like the most. It's like looks like hieroglyphics or whatever. The thing that we sent them, they're like, oh no, these yeah. guys need help. <laughs> the message was a representation of the fundamental chemicals of life, the formula for DNA. They were like, here's what we've got so far in the seventies. You know, may, maybe this is useful. And then, yeah, like you're saying, a diagram that looks like hieroglyphics rendered through a Atari. Like, yes. yeah, it's <laughs> wild. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> sure. Come on, aliens. We could use something new, you know. Oh, yeah. It's getting dry down here. It's just uh, such an Earth. embarrassing representation for us, the message that we sent. <laughs> it's, like, so primitive. Right. They're like, look at these 8-bit motherfuckers. This this is the message they're sending? But I guess, yeah, you know, we can send something with better clarity. No. Yeah. I don't I don't know how they landed on this. I This looks like a scene from an Atari game that, like, is... It it isn't even at the point yet where like you can even tell what they're trying to depict. No. Right. Like I think there's a lake and maybe a diving board and then no, that's aliens. The, that's from the above. double helix of DNA. What? Yeah, dude. I mean And then above that M with the skateboard on top of it at the bottom, that the things above between the human and the the skateboard M or bow and arrow, the bow that looks like it's on top of the M at the bottom. Oh yeah. That's yeah. the solar system. Also, the human just looks... The human looks like shit. Like yeah. shit. It, like, with the pixels don't even connect. Yeah. They're I would like, have okay. no idea what like, any so of this meant. These people got tiny heads, blocky torsos, two little dots that make up one arm, <laughs> and then a bumpy left arm, and then block feet. <laughs> yeah. They're like, all right. It looks like I'm shit. I'm ready. Like, people, yeah. people can go look up the Arecibo message. I just want to let the aliens know if you're listening, we look much better than that dusty ass eight bit rendition of our planet. And okay, they know. so come on they down, uh, help us fight fascism and clean up the environment. And you know, all praise to the aliens. You know, yeah. Just hit 
hit me up. I'm not going to say shit. <laughs> I'm not like, I'm just curious. I'm good for it. I can keep a secret. <laughs> Nobody's going to listen to me. Our podcast is second rate. I just want to know yeah. what is your timeline? Like, wh- what are you waiting for? Like, are you, you're just What's like, good. Ah, we better. Jack's like, I love this shit. Just tell me the plot, man. Just tell I me just the plot. I want to know what your <laughs> plan is. What's the main is. conceit? Because I, yeah. I can consult maybe because I'm very like dumb in a way <laughs> that is like helpful, I think. Like, that's, that's kind of useful. Yo, let me get in that writer's room, man. <laughs> let's, let's just fucking, you know, let's just outline some different fucking plot lines. I mean, what's I've like, the, what's all the, the B three story body plan? <laughs> right. You're like, it's clear what the A storyline is, okay? What's the B story? What's the B plot? Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. Well, anyways, hit me up. Uh, oh, Courtney. Oh, body problem. Sorry. <laughs> I know, but you made me sound so so dumb. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> I seen all the three body plan. <laughs> Please. Dude, what? Nah, we good. Yeah. Courtney. As always, <laughs> such a pleasure having you on oh, Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? I am at Courtney Kosak, K-O-C-A-K, on all the socials. Uh, y'all, check out my podcast, Private Parts Unknown. Yeah. Yeah, you. Co-host with Sophia Alexandra. You. Y'all have heard mm-hmm. her on here before. Ain't and no. we talk about fun sex stuff. So, What's the most recent sex stuff? I know, I mean, but you, you guys talk about everything. I know I've... A couple weeks ago, you're talking to some people in Ukraine. We did a really great episode, The Sex Lives of African Women, by this chick that wrote a book uh, all about, based on different interviews she did with people in Africa and the diaspora. That was really cool. We have an episode about PMDD coming up, which is great if you have period problems. We cover all kinds of shit over there. Yeah, amazing. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, yeah. So this is David Gross. He's at David Gross TV. And I just laughed really hard when I saw this tweet. Quote, look at that person who has been awful to me personally on that giant billboard, unquote. And it's <laughs> it's signed like everyone in L.A. eventually. <laughs> <laughs> that I thought was so real. Yeah. That is that is a very L.A. moment. Uh, billboards, still a primary form of communication out here. Harassment. <laughs> and and <laughs> harassment. Miles, where can people find you? What is a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, the other podcast, Mad Boosties. Yeah, yeah. Miles and Jack got Mad Boosties, NBA podcast. Uh, had Roy Wood Jr. on recently. We might have dropped that uh, episode and, in uh, the feed of this podcast if you want. Yeah. If you want to go listen to that, if it's not there, we couldn't figure out how to do it. But should exactly. should be dropping an episode in the TDZ feed soon. But also, all you need to do is search. Miles and Jack got mad boosties, and I think there's only like three podcasts with that name. There's so you none. should be able to find. Just you can fucking one. even search mad boosties. That's how lit the SEO is right now. Yeah. Okay, and it will appear for you. I mean, they trust me. The streak of amazing guests will continue. Some tweets I like. First one is from M Nate Shamalan Soul Nate tweeted Elon Musk said he would fix Twitter. Okay, but he also said he made an unsmashable window and then smashed <laughs> yep. it immediately. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> which is, we all remember that Cybertruck demo, oh, which, man. by the way, where's that Cybertruck? Where truck? is the Cybertruck? 
Remember that? I'm like, he said he would do that too. I'm one of three people who think those look cool. Like, I, I want to see those on You're the street. You're not one of three people, bro. Plenty of people were fucking with the Cybertruck. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's most people can't afford it. What's a Cybertruck? It's that the truck Tesla? that he released, like, uh, or showed people, like, two years ago. And it looks like it was, like, rendered in probably, like, 64-bit graphics. I would say <sighs> it looks like the car that the guy from the Arecibo illustration would be would drive off in (laughs) exactly (laughs) and just a blocky truck like the hieroglyphics that we sent yeah Yeah. exactly yeah Yeah. if there was another if if they also had to represent a car that's what the cyber truck nice also another tweet i like is from at crotchner tweeted do you think they were giggling inside the Trojan ah, horse? Ah, that was mine. <laughs> Damn, mind melt. We look. We love a good. We love a good history reference. I just love. I love that image. Like, how do you not yeah, just giggle? Like, <laughs> <They're> like, the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> they must just not right have. at the gate. Yeah, just like, they're like, wow, look at this. It's a gift for us. We should bring this inside the walls. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would have been giggling. I would have gotten everybody killed. <laughs> just like this. <laughs> covering your mouth like, shut the fuck up Jack shut the fuck up. and I like to there's a guy in the Trojan horse named Jack yeah Jack shh. <laughs> shut the fuck up Jack yeah that was a good one uh, new pod trailer comes out Monday was a tweet I enjoyed from Jamie Loftus help which is yeah. that's an event that's like a you know truly it's a new Nolan film drop and that's a new uh, oh yeah yeah that's get, get ready motherfuckers spot? What's she getting weird about this time? Do you guys know? Uh, you're going to have to wait till Monday to find okay. out. But All yeah, right. it's, re- it's really dope. Today. Today. Check it out. So yeah, that's what I meant. It's Monday. It's out I knew that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Another tweet I've been enjoying. Aiden tweeted, at the water fountain just past airport security, frantically refilling my aquarium. And I mean, that's just <laughs> sad. Uh, and then Luke Moans tw- tweeted a picture of one of those uh, baby bell cheeses, like the wax things, and said, shout out to these little guys. No better snack than cheese inside a candle. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much wax on those. I know. Okay. And then finally, I, I did want to get your opinions on this. Uh, I don't think I said You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. Somebody tweeted, Spoony Bard tweeted, when I was a kid, I thought the long vampire fangs were hollow and had holes in the end that they drank blood through like straws. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. that too. Did anybody else think that? Yep. No. I did. Why did? Why do they have the little puncture wounds? To, to what do you get mean? into your what vessels? So it just yeah, gets so, into so the so vessels they can and just then they suck up, on gulp it. your blood down. That's yeah. crazy, I don't know man. why you wouldn't want to suck their, it out. Their fangs are the Capri Sun straw to our just, neck, which is the yeah, Capri Sun. Yeah, but you don't, have, you don't need the straw inside the teeth, which doesn't make any sense, but that's what <laughs> I thought was happening. I No, I was the same way. You know what it could have been, too? It probably coincides when the, I found out that spider snakes, fangs are hollow, so the venom can yeah, come Yeah, exactly. Out. So I think I associated fangs with being straws or some kind of tubular vessel. Yeah. Anyways, oh, that's that me. Makes sense. But I'm not saying I'm smart. That's just we're two dumb fucking guys. No, it's definitely not smart. The same conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> we both had the same smart. thing. I'm like, no, I'm with you. Maybe <laughs> that's like tooth straws. Our entire worldviews uh, were built on a shaky foundation of a very dumb assumption, and now uh, we like all the same tweets. 
as one another. So <laughs> who knows? Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook yeah. fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnote, footnote. <laughs> where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do you think people might enjoy? Okay, so this is a track. I just saw the uh, the Denis Villeneuve Dune recently. She oh, was wild. Okay, and it, and so I was just listening to this old. Let's go out on some Dave Matthews. To be specific, what? David Matthews, who is okay. a jazz musician, <laughs> uh, who made this like jazz funk album in the seventies called Dune, and it was this this like funky jazz dude being like, "What if I made an album based on the book Dune?" Wow, and. Some of the tracks are fucking really good. And in fact, this one we're going to go out on, which is called Part 2, Sandworms, shout out Shai Halud, is like like constantly being sampled in hip-hop from like Large Professor to like Pete Rock. There's a Method Man and Red Man track. So if you hear this, you might recognize this as a sample that's used in hip-hop. But also this album, I was like looking at the personnel on it. It's pretty fucking stacked. Like Dave, like, look, Dave Sanborn, who is a pretty famous jazz or sax player in the 80s and 90s he's on it steve gad one of my favorite drummers is playing on this too it's like they got good jazz people on this but playing a dune themed album so check this one out part two sandworms by david matthews i thought i was picturing you watching dune and then being like man when you think about it we're all just like ants marching like <laughs> Hopefully the song is better than the movie. That's my wow. Wish. Okay. Hey, it might be. Look, I, if the bar is that low, you're definitely gonna fuck with Sandworms. The track. <laughs> I wasn't it's, crazy it's like, about the movie, but I think I'm gonna enjoy it more once it's actually yo, a complete movie. I didn't. I don't know. I don't know shit about Dune, mm-hmm. and I fucked with it. Okay. Yeah, I think. I was like, I, this is a lot of sand. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. pretty much all it's got going for it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have a thing for sand, so okay. I, I might be biased. Yeah. Also, jazz might have wanted to consider fake names. Like the, those jazz musicians that you were, I'm sure, are legendary and amazing artists. Like David Sanborn? Steve Gadd. Steve Gadd? That's a, that's yeah, a fucking programmer's name, man. That's not Steve Gadd is a nasty drummer. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I bet, I'll send man. you some clips. I know what you mean. But yeah, that's that's back when, you know, people got by on just regular names. I heard of Axl Rose. I did not hear of Steve Gadd. Right. You know, because I was seven and it was like, that name is fucking cool. In the late 80s, he did change his name to kind of keep up with the times and he became Big Gaddy King. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Uh, but we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. So we will talk to y'all. That's fight. Fight. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion... We're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. 
the iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.